Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing well. Good. Welcome to Life's Middle Moments. My name is Bree. I'm 25. I live in Texas, and I am the daughter half of our mother-daughter podcast. Hello. My name is Sheila. I am 51 years old. I live in Arkansas, and I'm the mother half of this mother-daughter podcast. It's currently 5.30-ish on a Friday morning. (laughs) We're back to (laughs) early morning recordings because of some schedule changes. So I feel like we both sound like more quiet and calm, (laughs) but we have our coffee, so we're going to be fine. Yeah, Um, yeah, but I hear some birds in the background outside um, the window, so (laughs) they get up earlier than we typically do so (laughs) I'm probably gonna hear like loud cars in and out of my complex because that's always what happens just no no peace over here (laughs) um well do you have any like life news or exciting like plans um well um Nothing, I guess, major happening right now, Um, but uh, I mean, as far as just day to day, (laughs) but we are really thrilled that we're going to be seeing you shortly or within, at least within the next, you know, week. And uh, so we're excited about that and making some good plans and um, we'll have so much more to talk about in another week or two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I am going to be in Arkansas like the 30th or the first somewhere around there so we'll actually get to record together from the same place again so that'll be really fun it's been months since we've been able to do that um but before that I'm heading to Lake Eufaula for a birthday trip for one of my friends Allie so that's where I'm headed today we're gonna drive up to Oklahoma and spend a couple days there on the lake and then I will be home to y'all and then Jonathan's going to join us a little bit after. And then we have another like random girls trip planned, like mother daughter trip this time. Yay. The kooky town of Eureka Springs, which we both love so much. And Mary and her mom are going to join us and sister. So that'll be exciting. We'll have lots to share on that. I'm sure in a couple of weeks. Yes. That will be so exciting to share with everyone. And just I'm I'm really looking forward to that and to be able to share our little piece of Arkansas that we love so much yeah with with, uh, Mary and her mom and sister and um, I'm just I can't wait to see what kind of things that we find to do because it's it's also it's um, you know there's some there there's always something new that's what I think we've always learned every time we go there even as long as we've been going there so Mm -hmm. um so it'll be fun to see and do some new stuff as well and then share with them some of the old stuff that we've found to be fun and interesting about the town so yeah yeah definitely I'm very excited so can't wait to share on that but for today we had been talking recently which we actually have this conversation a lot about generational differences just in life itself from like your childhood and really like your teenage years which I always found fascinating when I was a teenager and you guys would always be like oh man back in our day you know that whole thing but I always really enjoyed hearing those stories and how your 
teenage life went and like what you guys did for fun and how you guys met up with each other while you were still in school, pre-cell phones and all of that. And then that was obviously a little bit different from mine. And then you were talking recently to some family members about kind of their social life as a teenager, young adult, and things are just so different. So I enjoy hearing your stories. So this episode, really, I just wanted you to be able to share about that just because I feel like we have forgotten those times and I certainly didn't live through them. So it's fun to hear, but not to judge or say that any like way of living and, you know, socializing is any better than the other, but they're just very different. So I want to hear like when you were a teenager, pre cell phones, what was like a typical day? So yes, that time was such a different part of life. I guess. And, um, of course I was a teenager in the eighties and during that time frame, it was, you know, we, we thought we were, you know, so much more, uh, technologically advanced and <laughs> so much further along than even our parents and grandparents and everything. So, um, you know, we really thought, um, we were, I don't know, just, you know, just so much further along, but it was interesting because when I think back to that time frame, and I think about all the things that came out and, um, all the new things and what we thought was so cool and, um, just, you know, state of the art. And, um, you know, this was the time that things like MTV came out and VH1 was another music show Mm -hmm. and videos and things like that. And we just had, we thought that, you know, it was just the coolest time to be in, but of course, you know, 30 years down the road and looking back, realizing that it was still so much of the, uh, the olden days because, (laughs) um, (laughs) because in, in that time, um, you know, for us to, get get in touch with each other for instance I mean we all had home phones and they were going into the 80s our phones were still attached to the wall you know we Mm -hmm. were still very very much um you know plugged in to the wall and I can remember having um a telephone with this cord that seemed to be you know um I don't know 20 miles long it seemed we would take this uh you know we would take the receiver and go as far away from the kitchen area as we could to have a private conversation but um you could still at any minute be picked up on because we had a phone in you know my parents bedroom as well and um so at any at any time my brother could pick up the phone and um, you know, tell me to get off the phone or start listening. Uh, so you never really had private conversations back then. And um, I remember with telephones, once they moved into um, the time frame where they were cordless and we could, we could take the phone and move to any room in the house. And, you know, we just thought, oh my goodness, this is like so far advanced and we could have private conversations and, and call our friends and boyfriends or, um, just whoever. And, um, gosh, I even remember back then that, 
you know, prank calls were even a thing that <laughs> when you got together with your group of, of friends on the weekends or you had sleepovers, that's what you did. You made your prank calls and, um, you know, is the refrigerator running? You better go catch it. <laughs> yeah. Like stupid prank call, prank calls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Silly ones that, um, you'd quickly hang up on. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were just, um, me and your dad were just talking the other day about, how phones we can still remember the first uh like when answering machines came out and that was a thing and um then people could leave you messages which was great because before that you would be trying to get a hold of your friend and if your friend wasn't home or or no one at their house was answering you didn't know where they were but if someone did answer they could at least tell you where they were or what time they expected them to be back Um, And then finally along came answering machines and that was nice. And then along came uh, caller ID. So then you could tell who was calling, but all of those things were, were, um, you know, just added features on a telephone. It wasn't something that was uh, not like the cell phones that we carry around today where you have all of those options and it's all just part of your telephone. Yeah. So, so back then, I mean, if you wanted to start making plans with your friends, you didn't wait until the weekend. You couldn't, you couldn't wait until, and have like a spur of the moment plan and think the whole group of your friends is getting together or you're going to, you know, you had to start, you know, pretty much the weekend before or the Monday before you would start talking to your friends at school and, um, finding out what everyone wanted to do in the upcoming weekend and what kind of plans did you want to make. And you had to make sure that you had um, a time, a place to meet up. Um, you had to know who all was going to be there and what you were going to do. And I, I mean, it was, it was, had to be very well planned. And that's something that you and I've talked about how, today that's so different you guys just spur the moment shoot a text to someone (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's true so so we definitely had to have a lot of planning and so you know and if we didn't if we didn't play in a lot just the the typical friday saturday night in our in our town is you would um you know, jump in your car and go to either a Walmart parking lot or the the little mall that we had in town. And you would do what we called cruising and you would cruise around. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) And um, so you would just drive around and as you drove around, especially um, um, the mall area, which was bigger, you, you'd start driving around the building and you would see like clusters of cars sitting and you looked for the cars that were familiar. And, um, so you, you drive around and, and you'd say, Oh my goodness, there's so-and-so and you'd pull over and you'd get into the little cluster of cars <laughs> and you'd get out and maybe jump on the front of your hood and, um, just, we just hung out and we would talk and laugh and dance and we'd, we'd have the radio blaring. Somebody would have something blaring. And, um, of course, you know, first going into the eighties, um, some people even, especially me, because I had an older vehicle 
So I still had the old, uh, the old, um, eight track <laughs> type style <laughs> in my car. But going into the eighties, we started having uh, stereo systems with cassette players. So everyone would, you know, buy cassettes and we would, um, so you'd, you'd have somebody's, um, collection of ACDC or, um, uh, Bon Jovi or <laughs> someone like that white snake or someone blaring in the background and just, you know, you just talk and then you talk for a while and then you may decide, yeah, let's go cruising some more. And, you know, you and your, you and your friend would jump in the car and, and you'd take off again and, and start cruising further around the mall to see who else you ran into. And, you know, this was just, this would go on for hours um, on a weekend night. And, uh, and then if you didn't, you know, if you still thought, oh, I, I wonder where, you know, this other friend of ours is. Let's go check Walmart. I bet they're sitting on the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and back then they called it loitering if you stayed in one position too long. So that's the reason people would, you know, typically jump back in their cars and start moving a little more again, because then you weren't considered to be loitering. <laughs> so um, I remember when I had started dating your dad and he, he worked nights and, you know, we didn't of course have telephones to get in touch with each other because I might already be out, you know, with my friends and then he would be getting off work. So the only way really to connect was we would, you know, just end up running into each other on one of these parking lots as we were cruising around and decide what we were going to do for the night. That's so funny. So it was definitely a different time. And, and the other big thing in this area, because we have, um, you know, we have Beaver Lake here and a large body of water with lots of little, um, you know, banks, uh, you know shoreline um everywhere and uh so we have a lot of those places are are very you know far out um off the beaten path and so there would be um you know people who would find a new spot um so there was this one place that we called pebble beach because it had the little pebble style rocks and um it was just this pretty large area of um of bank side and people would go out there and start bonfires and things like that. And so after you cruised for a while or you talked to people, you tried to figure out um, if anyone was, you know, going to a bonfire or if anybody had anything, any other place, you know, going or were people gathering at a house or, and, you know, was there, was there a party going on somewhere? What else were you going to do? Um, maybe you decided to go to the movies and, you know, we had what we called the midnight movies and we would get together for that and, um, you know, go watch a late movie. And, but that's, if you, if you didn't have anything pre-planned through the week, so much of your plans just evolved right there on one of those yeah. parking lots. <laughs> so it was so interesting and to think and to talk to you and realize that in your generation, there was not a such thing as cruising. Um, it's just so interesting because like I know um, cruising, you know, started as a, as something, it, it just evolved into what we ended up doing, I think, in the 80s from what my parents did. But 
you know, I still remember going over, I had a cousin that lived in Oklahoma and she lived near, uh, I, I think, it, I think the town that we ended up going to was Claremore, which was like a bigger town. And, um, they, theirs was just even, even so much huger than ours was because they would, um, drive up and down the highway um, and there would be parking lots like off to the side as you drove up oh, and down yeah. this huge highway area, two lane highway. And you would just, they would be going so slow and you'd just be hollering and checking people out, you know, to see, Oh, let's pull in there and talk to that group of people. And um, so theirs was even, you know, more, uh, it, it was, theirs was different than ours. Mm-hmm. And so I think each town or area kind of had its own version yeah so like if you were cruising did you ever see other groups that you didn't hang out with who were doing the same thing and you're like oh we can't go to this parking lot because like these people are there and we're we're not friends with any of them oh yeah you definitely pass groups of people that that weren't in your groups of friends yeah yeah and you might you might wave if you had a class together or something like that or you kind of knew each other but for the most part yeah you kind of you looked for you know familiar faces and in cars and things but there would be just clusters of cars all around the the mall and um and the big thing too, because back then, you know, there was there was such a, a rivalry um, between you know two of our towns here, and so that was when it would get really interesting. Is if people from that other town came through and cruised uh. your parking lot, you know, and then because even if you didn't hang out with with everyone at your high school. Um, you knew, you pretty much knew the people from your school. And so then if you saw a strange car or face, <laughs> it was like, what are they doing cruising over here? You know, yeah. but, but I wonder though, because thinking back, they, they had a Walmart in their town, but they didn't have a mall. So they obviously, if they were going to really cruise, <laughs> they had to come to our to our town to do that because yeah. they didn't have them all and um <laughs> you know so it was just funny you'd see you know you just you met and saw so many different people that's actually how you met people though from other towns and other other communities because um you know people would end up there because it was a bigger yeah. area you know yeah. so um yeah, yeah you definitely you definitely had groups of people all around that um you may or may not hang out with so you just you just drove until you found your you know people you knew and um you'd pull over for a little bit um you know and I I even remember um when uh before my dad passed he was a a policeman you know here in, in town and I can remember him coming by and I was with my sister at the time and uh, she had, she had started, just started driving a, a little bit before. And so we were both teenagers and I was with her and we were at, um, you know, had pulled over on one of the parking lots and we were talking with some, some people she worked with. And I can remember him coming through because he was one of the policemen that kind of patrolled to make sure you didn't loiter 
Anna didn't hang out too long in one place because the the retailers didn't want you to hang out too long in, in one place, at least until the mall closed, you yeah. know, and then it then it wasn't as bad. But I can remember him coming through and saying, um, you girls need to, you know, start heading home. I mean, it's getting a little bit late <laughs> and everything. And we were so embarrassed. And, um, you know, that was the last thing you wanted was your dad, especially your dad in general. Yeah. Him also being a policeman and telling you, you need to, you need to, you know, head on out and not loiter on the parking lot. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, it was different. It was definitely different times. And yeah, I I mean, the thought of like you guys, I just, even in my, like, I'm wondering if that's a small town thing or like, do, did people in bigger towns and bigger cities is that also what they did back then? I'm sure they had their spots that they would like meet up because you couldn't just call and text people. And like, I'm sure they did plan to go out. Yeah. I wonder about that too, because, you know, from the, from the area we were at, of course, we're not very far from Fayetteville, which was a big college town, but we never went to Fayetteville. It would be a very rare occasion that, I mean, that was, 30 miles away but that seemed like forever away back then I mean because this was before we even had um the interstate system um you know so we were I mean it was the old highways um most of them two lane some four lane back then but most two and so to get you know to jump on the highway and and drive 30 you know or 40 miles to somewhere was just unheard of to just go um you know, drive around like that, but they had a huge mall, you know, down at Fayetteville. And I have no doubt that that's, there was probably a huge, um, yeah, huge groups of kids all over the place down there. And occasionally we would go down there for, um, because they did have some of the, the bigger theaters, movie theaters. So if we were going to do like a midnight movie or something, we would have to go down there because we didn't have anything like that locally. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I wonder even outside of, of Arkansas and, and Oklahoma, because I knew that they, they did do something similar there. I'd be, I would really be intrigued to hear what people did in other, other places. Yeah. Especially like some of the really big cities and, um, or even some of the rural cities. What well, what did you do if you, your closest big town was an hour away. Right. You know, where, where did you go? What did you do? Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe in like more rural areas, they met at a barn or like somebody's like property, you know, if they had yeah. land, they probably all like had a bonfire or something. I know that happened in our hometown when I was in high school, that was more like prevalent, I think. Mm-hmm. Although that wasn't my like crowd of people. I went a couple of times and like, I feel like that's what they did, you know, but yeah, that, that I can definitely see that. Um, but there were so many of us. Um, so I worked at a grocery store part-time through high school and I always had to end up working Friday and Saturday. Um, so, you know, I can remember being at work on a Friday night and, um, you know, the store closing the store at nine o'clock 
and I can remember friends coming up and coming inside and saying, Hey, what, what, you know, are you closing or what time do you get off? And, um, so they would just, you know, be cruising around and waiting until I got off the clock <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, they would meet back up with me and, um, uh, we, we jump into one car and decide what we're going to go do. And, um, you know, I mean, like I said, you just, you just cruise around and, um, it's, you know, to me, thinking back, of course, we didn't know what we didn't have. So right. we didn't even think about it. I mean, the other thing that you had um, pretty, you know, pretty much just about anywhere that you would end up at a, a gas station or um, businesses or fast food restaurants, um, pizza places, you had pay phones. So of course you knew, and you had, you had phone, um, you know, we would carry little address, address books, um, in our purses because you had everyone's phone number. And so if you hadn't ran into anyone yet that night that you were looking for, you know, you could always go find a pay phone and call their house and see if they were home or see if their parents knew where they were. Yeah. <laughs> so, crazy. Um, I've never used a pay phone. See, that is so, yeah, that's so interesting because that's like what, I mean, we just, we did that so often without, you know, but I mean, you, you definitely wanted to do that rather than, you know, spending the time to go look for them. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The part about like you having to pre-plan everything is interesting because I guess I, that is a huge difference that I didn't even realize. Like sometimes you would plan, especially more in middle school when we couldn't drive. But once we were able to drive, I don't know that I ever pre-planned anything unless it was like a date or like something specific was happening, like a certain game or something, you know, otherwise it was like you wait and Friday night, you just stay at home and then you text someone like, do you want to do something? Are y'all doing something like I don't know. And I feel like that's even more so now people, I feel like teenagers aren't leaving their house as much is what it seems like because everything they can like talk to anyone. So they don't have to go see people. Mm-hmm. That that's really the thing that I find the most interesting and almost, I mean, you know, to a degree almost concerning that, young people aren't, you know, socializing the way that we socialize. And I feel like that, you know, that was a way to prepare us for adulthood and, you know, for starting a job around people you had never seen before or never, you know, never been around. And you just, it was a way I feel like for us to develop, you know, a lot of those skills that we needed later in life. Um, and that's the one thing that I think with uh, the generation right now and, and with as far advanced as technology has become, it has allowed, I mean, just the, over this past year has proven so much on being able to have meetings virtually or, you know, we were able to, the, the business world was able to even adapt some of the things that our, our youth today have already been doing for years, which is, you know, learning how to, um, you know, virtually 
have a meeting or virtually talk to someone, um, you know, from each of you from your own home. And um, it it's just interesting that, you know, there's all these, uh, the, all the different apps and things like that, that are, that are out there right now. Um, and how, you know, they're able to carry on a complete conversation and this still because I'm sure because I'm so much older but this just boggles my mind that a whole complete conversation can be done just taking random pictures of random stuff around you and sending it back and forth for an hour yeah Yeah, I definitely don't get that I don't know because I see our cousins do that all the time or my cousins do that all the time you know which are the only, my only, um, not base of like young people, I guess, or younger than me, you know? And I just, it is interesting, but I think also like, not like our social skills have gone down a little bit. Cause I will say it's even since like I was in high school and texting came through, I didn't have to talk to as many people in person or at least like get to know someone in person. We would get to know them over text and then you'd hang out. And then you like already knew things about them. But I think even more now with social media, people know people like in quotations, know people just like based on through social media, like they'll have Instagram friends or, you know, like a lot of people they've never actually met in person. So we know a lot of more people around the world, but we don't, we've never hung out with them. And we consider some of them like our closer friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like back in your time, you didn't have friends that you didn't physically know in person or like personally know. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like people have more friends on social media or like more acquaintances that they talk to through text or social media or other sites that they (laughs) will never see in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because our, our outside influences were things like movies and TV shows and music videos and that's kind of how we determined what fashion we liked or what food we liked or what places we wanted to to go to and you know and then otherwise it was it was in deep conversations with your friends and you know figuring out where are you going to go after high school what are your plans and for us, you know, back then, we, you know, as a, as a family, when we would go on vacation, it was, you know, within a two to three hour drive from us. Um, so we had never gone to California or New York or some of the places that I only ever saw on the movie screen or TV. And to, to just think that there was this whole big, huge world out there. And the funny thing was, and I, and this is just me because I'm sure that other people felt the desire to go to, you know, travel and see places and things like that. Um, I, I, there were a couple of places that I always thought would be kind of cool to see, but it wasn't something that drove me to, um, I just didn't, I didn't have any on a day-to-day basis. I didn't have insight into what was happening around the world and around the U S 
and like like what people and kids have today where they can see you know I mean on a on a minute by minute basis you can see what someone in uh, any state or place or city is doing and it's just it's constant in fact I don't even know how you it to me even I have to step away from social media sometimes because it starts to become overwhelming yeah. and I feel like I can't see it all. But, you know, thinking back then, you know, especially in meeting your dad, you know, just as I was finishing high school and, you know, um, of course my dad had already passed away, but my mom was here and she had no intention of moving or being anywhere else all of my family was here. All of my, my closest friends were here. There was no reason or, or need or desire for me to move or go anywhere else. This is what I knew. Uh, this is, this is where the people that I loved were, and this is where I wanted to be for the rest of my life. I never thought of going anywhere else. Yeah. I do think the ability to see more places on social media has pushed people to you know, step out of their comfort zone more frequently and try new places. Mm-hmm. Do you know you guys have ex- you guys experience and have the opportunity to experience more? And I feel like that that does you know that has provided you guys with <clears throat> kind of a sense of uh, an adventure. Whereas I feel like you know in back in that time frame, it was it was more about, um, you know, finding a place that you felt, um, solid and you felt established and you you kind of, you just started to kind of build your own, build your own life and family and home and everything. But, um, just a small handful of my friends that actually ventured out beyond Arkansas. Um, and, and at that point, when when they did, the way we kept in touch was we wrote letters and we made phone calls. And you wrote you wrote more letters than you did phone calls because calls were um, anywhere outside of this area. In fact, city to city here could be long distance, yeah. so you didn't want a long distance phone call. <laughs> That's funny. Th- those added up. So, you know, I, I just recently, um, you know, what was it a few months ago, I came across this little shoe box that I, I had kept all these letters in from some of my closest friends that ended up moving to other states. And that was how we kept up. And, you know, we sent, we sent letters back and forth. Um, so we didn't know on um, just, you know, on a minute by minute basis, what the other person was doing these would be weeks or even months of accumulation of anything that was happening in your life that you shared and just, just sending letters back and forth and pictures and things like that. That's how we kept up with each other. Yeah. So interesting. I always love to hear like how things were when you were in high school and like you guys really had the era of music and, um, like you mentioned MTV and VH1 and um, what was that one? TRL. That's it, right? TRL. Or was that 90s? That was more 90s because, okay. um, yeah, that wasn't definitely was something I remember 
but not something that I remember from from the high school years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like what cool thing my generation like evolved and I just can't think of anything. Like I feel like I don't know, for anywhere from up to the 80s when music became really big and like rock bands and whatever and then the 90s and boy bands came out and music like MTV was still a huge deal and then all the MTV like reality shows, you know, like parental control and next or maybe that was 2000s. I'm getting them confused. And then the 2000s brought kind of this new like fashion Hollywood era, I feel like. And then like what? Like the 2010s when I was in high school. Like what did we do? We did nothing. We had nothing cool. <laughs> and now like what is there, you know? So I feel like almost like a little bit of culture, like I don't even know. <sighs> Yeah. Just well, eras have, they just aren't the same anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because, um, you know, it, I heard something on the radio the other day and they were talking about, um, do you ever hear this on a radio show where they'll say, and maybe you don't, um, a lot of people, that's the thing. We listened to radio stations back then too. And you, you, had, you only had your local stations and your local music. And, um, so, you know, today, I mean, mo- more people are downloading music or, you know, they're, they have their, um, specific, uh, what do you call it? A channel or I, I don't know. Station station that you're you're listening to and you you know yours could be nationwide versus just regional or or city um but i can remember on the radio the other day um one of the djs that mentioned how um there's a there was a radio dj that said and this is the best of the 80s 90s and today and he said wait a minute Today, we're already in 2021, <laughs> but we lump, they lump 21 years yeah. into today. And he said, is it because we don't really have what, if you think about the eighties and then you think of the nineties there, it's a specific, there was a specific fashion, specific music, yeah. um, a certain vibe that you had from each of those decades. And then you exactly. have today. <laughs> that, that's what I'm like. That's how I feel. Like there's just nothing in particular that stands out from, from yeah, 2000 until now, aside mm-hmm. from like, I don't know, low rise jeans in the 2000s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Like our music hasn't changed that much fashion. Like, I mean, fashion's always coming and going, but I don't think there's like staples like there were in the 80s and 90s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Like when people dress up as decades, nobody's going as the 2000s or <laughs> right. the 2010s. Like, why not? Because there's nothing. <laughs> Just like nobody would get it. You, you would have to do maybe a specific TV or movie character to right. really get. Um, but yeah, you can do, you can easily, you know, dress up in the 80s with your neon colors your big bangle bracelets your your big huge hair and yeah uh shoulder pads and high high-waisted jeans and um skinny jeans you know we 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 started the the skinny jeans you know I mean that was yeah. you, you had your jeans went down to your ankle and, and a lot of them zipped on the side which was kind of cool but you could you had to unzip the bottom to get your foot through it and then you would zip it 
over your ankle. <laughs> That's how tight those things were <laughs> on your ankles. Um, and high, high top tennis shoes were, were a big thing. And um, kids, I mean, we, we, I feel like, I feel like we started the, um, you know, the fashion of different colored kids, tennis shoes and penny loafers, which, uh, you know, people today may or may not even remember the penny loafers and you, you know, you'd have a penny in the front of your shoe and, um, you know, it, it's just funny because, and what was interesting during that time frame, some of the fashion that was adapted actually started when my mom was a teenager. So 20 years earlier, you know, we were adapting like the penny loafers. Well, you know, that was a big thing in my mom's time was um, saddle shoes and penny loafers and things like that. So it was, it's funny too, how it seemed like uh, some things were were not new. They just were brought back and became very popular. Right. And then other things were, you know, stonewashed jeans and, um, you know, tie-dyes and, um, you know, vi- bright, vibrant colors and big necklaces and earrings and bracelets yeah. and everything. Sunglasses. I mean, that was like huge. Everybody, you know. Yeah. You would, you could spend, you know, 30 minutes trying to, or an hour trying to pick out a pair of sunglasses at a store, you know, because <laughs> there were so many options and. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we kind of adapted yours, like Converse came back and high top tennis shoes came back for a little bit. And like, obviously skinny jeans stuck around for a really long time until they're, cause I feel like in the two thousands, it was like bell bottoms came back or, you know, at least like flared out jeans you know we had the flare leggings which were actually yoga pants but now like kids only have known skinny leggings so when the flare leggings came back that's what they were calling them (laughs) and I remember now like in the 2010s that's when bright colors came back like neon or colored skinny jeans were the thing you know I had like hot pink and red and purple and green and all those and then like we brought in chevron and the bobble big necklaces so I guess like we brought them back. They just evolved kind of like yours did. Yeah. Didn't notice or know where the inspiration was from, I guess. And now I feel like the nineties style is back with like the denim jackets and band t-shirts and like, I don't know. Denim is back in maybe. I don't know. I'm not good with fashion, but. Yeah, I think you're right. I think each, each time that, you know, it's brought back, there's a extra twist put on it that, you know, really makes it unique for that time frame too. Um, more fresh and, you know, just something added. Um, and I remember, you know, I remember too, even, uh, especially in the late eighties, um, wearing blue jean jackets and we started putting, we would put lapel pins with all different dangled, jewels and stuff on them um yeah decorate them up as much as you could (laughs) I feel like that's back like Mary just (laughs) embroidered a denim jacket for her best friend and like I feel like that's in again and I love it like I want one like that now yeah it's not pins or maybe it could be you know but it's like embroidery and you know patches and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah that's so funny I always just like love hearing how different generations socialized and what they did for fun because it's ever-changing mm-hmm. just so different 
It is so different. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I specifically remember when MTV came out and like the very first video and how, I mean, and of course for, you know, a decade, it was music. I mean, it was music videos that that's what it was. And, um, also just also remember, um, during the, during the late eighties when, you know, um, when I had reached high school, I can remember that being the time frame where TV started to be 24 hours a day, which was unheard of before then, um, because you would have shows like or channels like MTV that would play music videos 24 seven. Yeah. And, and to be able to, um, have a station or channel that ran all throughout the night, um, uh, VH1 was another, uh-huh. and then we had um, we had um, Nickelodeon that had started. Yeah, and Nick at night. that was great. yeah Nick at night, and we had started, and you know, but but on your basic channels, you know, there would be a certain time frame at night that it was the end of the broadcasting, and every night on the channel they would start. Um, you know, you would start through the. Um, national anthem you know would start to play and they would put there'd be a flag that would be up on the screen kind of fluttering in the wind and you you'd hear the you'd hear the the final song you knew oh this channel's about to go off and you go off the air and what was funny was sometimes you would just sit and listen to that part because you knew that's you're grasping the last few seconds (laughs) yeah of, of a tv station for the night and then it would just go to noise white noise and so you'd have to turn the tv off (laughs) there was nothing else um and then if you you know um i can remember uh finally getting um headphones you know for my stereo that was in my bedroom and um because you know my parents would already be in bed and so i'd plug in my headphones and into my stereo and listen to either um cassette tapes or uh records at that time uh, 45s and 33s or I would listen to a radio station that might be all night and um, but now it's just you have we have so many uh, we have access everything yeah tv all day and night hulu netflix Mm -hmm. all apps on your phone yeah yeah and I mean I'm sure that that kids today would just be completely shocked to to realize you didn't you didn't have that, uh, 24 hours a day. I mean, you know, I think I want to say it was 10 o'clock. No, no. I think we had the 10 o'clock news. Maybe it was midnight that, that, um, that music, you know, that, that song and, and everything would come on and you knew your station was getting ready to, to shut off. So interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how it continues to change and for the generations being brought up who have always had technology and like how that will be different for even their kids in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were, you know, we were talking the other day and I was telling you how I played the, um, the dial up sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> the dial up internet sound for your cousins. And they said, uh, maybe we've heard it, but we don't really know what it is. And, um, so then when your brother was over at the house and, and of course I had already talked to you about it, but I asked him too. Um, and 
you guys both remember it. And what's funny is the fact that, um, you know, there's the, there's 10 years age difference between him and, and our, and my oldest niece. Um, and so then, you know, more like 15 between, uh, the ones that, that I was talking with the other day, but to just think the difference between the fact that you and him will know, uh, more of yeah. the simpler times than even their age group will. Yeah. And dial up internet and having to wait and getting kicked off and the, it yeah. attached your phone line and <laughs> yes, not being able to do both. I mean, even when I was a kid, we had the phone on the kitchen wall. Like most of my friends had a kitchen phone. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I got a cell phone in middle school, it was a track phone, like not a flip phone or anything. You know, we texted with T9, which I had to teach my fourth graders T9 for one of their like challenge projects or whatever. And they had to unlock this code and it was using T9 and they were, they could not, like they did not understand that phones. They didn't even know. I showed them on my phone, like how our keypad has like letters on it. And they're like, what? I'm like, you never knew that the numbers had letters beneath them. Like, <laughs> what did you think those were for? It's just so funny how different it is. And I remember we used to make prank calls too. Like when we hung out with our friends, it was still a thing to prank call from our cell phones. And we would star 67 to hide caller ID or star six, whatever it was. <laughs> and like, but the prank calls, everybody knew who it was you, you know? So... <laughs> Now I just don't think kids are doing that. Like that would be so beyond lame. I imagine that kids be like, no, that's dumb. Like we just talked to our friends. I don't understand. Or maybe yeah. they don't call each other anymore. Like do people talk on the phone? I definitely don't talk on the phone to anybody except you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's like I don't just call something. my girlfriends and talk to them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that has changed a lot. And, and even I always said, there's no way that I will ever get to the point where I prefer to text over calling or talking. And mm-hmm. unfortunately I've reached a point where it is so easy to just send a text or yeah, um, y- you can, you know, I just, I find now I still do like to talk too. And, you know, I, I like to, to, you know, call my mom or call you or call others where, you know, I like to get on the phone and have a conversation, but I also, you know, now everything has just been, um, it's made it so, so much easier to multitask and shoot a text and, um, watch a movie at the same time or do the dishes or (laughs) you don't have to choose which Mm -hmm. one you're going to do. And my friends and I have started doing audio messages through like our iPhone and that has been revolutionary because I am now too lazy to physically type a text and I'm like that like I was trying to text Mary and I said I can't audio message right now because I'm at work or something like when I was nannying and then I was like no I have to send an audio message anyway because I cannot sit here and type out this text like it's like I don't have time to do that now but I'm not gonna call her because I don't want to talk to her for Like, I don't want to stay on the phone with her. You know, I just want to say what I need to say and send it. Yeah. Yeah. Because (laughs) then you do kind of feel uh, when you make that phone call, it's you're invested. It's a time obligation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you're committed to it and then you don't want to just end the conversation real quick or, you know, or you'll say, okay, I'm just going to be a couple minutes, but here's what I'm going (laughs) to. 
yeah I had to call you because I'm driving or exactly (laughs) yes so it's like no I'm I'm not gonna take much of your time I'm just gonna I'm just calling I know I always feel like a burden when I call people and or I'll ask like can I call I usually text before and say can I call you or call me or something Mm -hmm. because now it just feels so rude like everybody's always doing something I don't want to call them because they're busy yeah I don't know it's weird but I'm curious like to hear from our listeners, like if they have similar experiences to you, if they're more like in your age range or, you know, like who do they relate to and what do they remember growing up and stuff? Like, what Mm -hmm. do they think about the times changing? Yeah. Yeah. And to just, you know, to just know that, you know, back in that time frame, to not, to just not, and we didn't just typically, you didn't just drop by at a friend's house. I mean, you really did try to, you know, have your central places and times that you would meet up, but it was like part of the excitement of planning the weekend ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it was just, it was very, very different time. Um, and to think that, that you and, you know, you and your brother at an age to be able to remember some of it and then to see it even evolve from there, um, but anyone older, just, you know, thinking about the younger uh, generation of never. So uh, one thing I was going to mention, too, was even um, back then when you were talking about prank calls and how they probably don't do that now. And I think it's because everybody you just you get a phone and you program in your certain people's phone numbers and you don't go beyond that because, um, you know, back when back in the eighties and even up to when, you know, you guys were even probably before you even moved out of the house, we had phone books and your home, everyone had a home phone. That was, um, we would have never dreamed that there would come a day. We didn't have a telephone connected to a wall in the house and use it on a daily basis. And so everybody's, everybody's home phone was published in a phone book. So that's what we would do yeah. back then is flip through the phone book and pick out a random number. Yeah, it seems <laughs> crazy. But how but today kids wouldn't even know what no. phone numbers to even dial. No. Nope. So, and yeah. I and I'm and I'm just as guilty as anyone else with the fact that I don't really know people's phone numbers after they've given it to me. Yeah. I I log it into my phone and I could not tell you for the most part anybody's number after that yeah same if I had to you know try to remember I I would be in trouble (laughs) yeah same here Mm, different times different times I mean there were there were definitely some some good and um I you know I do like that we can easily reach each other now and I do like the technology we have to be able to FaceTime and, you know, feel like you're in the same room with people. But, you know, I am curious too. I'd love to have some feedback, especially from um, the parents who have, um, you know, kids in in middle school or high school right now. I'd be curious to know what, um, you know, what kind of things that, that they do that, that you realize is a generational thing. Yeah. Same here. Definitely. Um, if you have 
something to share, you can share it on our Instagram at Life's Middle Moments Pod, or um, you could reach out to us personally or comment or like leave a review and comment or something. Definitely reach out. I'm very curious. This has always been something that has fascinated me, just noticing the trends changing, like regarding everything. So. Yeah, it is very interesting. And it just makes me wonder how things are going to be in the next, you know, 10 to 20 years. What yeah. will it be like then? I'm so, very curious. <laughs> very <laughs> yes. curious. Yeah. Well, thanks for chatting and sharing some stories from the 80s, the good old days. Oh, um, you're welcome. Them. Well, and I always love to share them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sharing them with anyone and everyone you can. And now you've just shared it with more people. So that's really cool. So, and thank you everyone for listening and keeping up with us. Um, yeah, it helps if you leave a review or leave some stars and let us know like what platform you're listening on or what you thought or any feedback is always welcome. So thank you. And uh, I will talk to you, Ma, in a little bit. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> but for now, I will let you go and I will talk to you later. All right. Tell Jonathan hello. You guys be safe. All right. I will tell dad I said hello and I love y'all. All right. We love you too. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.